I'm Chad Rutherman's. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And welcome to No Clip Pocket, Bubbles by the Billions. Today, we're going to be talking about Rascal. Again, unfortunately. Uh, a game that was developed by Traveler's Tales and published by Psygnosis and was <laughs> released in 1998 uh, on the PlayStation. Uh, but first, if you give us a like or a rating, it would be greatly appreciated. So, if you missed the last episode, um, what happened was, uh, we're doing a month called Mystery May, and within that theme month, uh, I we roll a die and pull from a table of games that we've had on our list for a long time and do really want to play because they're very good or important or they caught our eye for some reason or another, but they just never made it onto the schedule yet. However... If you rolled a one on that table, uh, there is an entirely separate list of things uh, that could have come up. And we, of course, did roll a one on our very first episode, in fact, uh, and then rolled on that separate table. And so here we are. Uh, if you're new to the show, uh, Rascal is a perennial favorite, <laughs> I guess. Yes. Uh, an episode that we did way, way back in the day, uh, and it's an episode where we had, like, five people? Yeah, two guests. Yeah. We had three people <laughs> hosting hosting at the time, and we had two guests. Uh, and they were all talking into a single microphone. So, in a way, even though we didn't want to do Rascal again, <laughs> uh, it is good to get an epilogue on Rascal out of here because it means that there's going to be a quality. We can kind of explain the recurring jokes about Rascal that keep coming up. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I re-listened to the Rascal episode today at work and surprisingly listenable for how old it is. For how old and how technically uh, weird it all was. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like it was recorded in mono, but... Uh... <laughs> Other than that, like, I mean, you could hear everybody, and it's an entertaining conversation. I was surprised. Yeah. But now you can listen to it. Well, I don't know. It might still be worth going back. You let us know. Yeah. <laughs> in the comments so that other people don't go back if it, in fact, is not worth going back to. Uh, but yeah, it's it's amusing, because Rascal, Rascal is a platformer game, and is one that is widely reviled as being one of the worst games that was released on the PlayStation, which... As is typically the case with games that are the worst of something, it's usually, like, the most well-known bad thing. Yeah. Um, but, ra with, like, tackling Rascal way back in the day was uh, an exercise that I don't think that we were fully prepared for in the way that we definitely are now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what I want to start out with is saying that Rascal... Um, really, it is much better than we gave it credit for. Um, that's not true. Rascal is terrible, and now I have new and more interesting ways to describe <laughs> that. Uh, I think Rascal's biggest problem is that the game is a platformer, uh, and it does everything in design to make platforming not doable. Not, like, unfun, but unaccomplishable. It's as if y you were tasked with building a wall, 
and somebody said, here are your materials. It's a one pumpkin and a Chevy Silverado. And you just had to kind of figure out how that was going to work. Because the controls don't make any sense for a platformer. And the camera doesn't function in any way. And the PlayStation controller that it was built for doesn't have two analog sticks. Uh, and there were just a lot of problems uh, just from the very outset of making this game work. Mm-hmm. So I actually also uh, watched the, a YouTube video of the director of the game talking about it mm-hmm. uh, earlier today. And apparently the game originally used like full analog control, but uh, because of the popularity of Tomb Raider, mm. uh, the publisher insisted on using tank controls. Uh, because Tomb Raider did. And apparently that messed with the camera system they had too because they had the camera programmed to just stay within the walls of the level. And for some reason that conflicts with the tank controls. Like when you back up, it like wants to push it outside the wall. And because the way they had it programmed, it doesn't let it. Right. So, so it just it gets very uncomfortably close to you. Yes. Yeah, so not to make it unfun uh, <laughs> by just explaining those two issues right away. Sure. Uh, but I find that really interesting uh, to listen to the guy talk about it. So if you're here, you're probably interested in Rascal. I'd recommend the video. Uh, just look up Rascal Developer Commentary. Right. Uh, and you'll probably find it pretty easily. But um, yeah, yeah. The game almost does kind of feel like a joke if games were easy enough to make and uh cheap enough to produce that you could make one as a joke because yeah like the it's a platformer and it has tank controls and the camera doesn't work at all and you can't control it uh so yeah it, it does exactly what you said just throws up the two biggest obstacles it possibly could in the way of platforming. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is just like a game in the wrong genre for what it is. Like if, and I mean, this is one of those things you're talking about a, a, a an interview or just a commentary done by one of the developers of the game. Yeah, I think he, I don't know what the explanation is, but he has like an older build of the game that he's like showing mm-hmm. uh, while he talks about what happened to Rascal. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so I guess that surfaced. So he wanted to put something on YouTube about it. Sure. I, I think the the biggest problem though is that like if you do get approached and are and they say Tomb Raider is popular, so turn this game that you're making into a Tomb Raider game, they should have done that. But they didn't. <laughs> yeah. They put the controls in and they gave him a gun, uh, but that's about all. The enemies are not Tomb Raider enemies. There's no lock on system. And you you still have to jump across gaps. And I realized that those existed in Tomb Raider, but they had a much more robust, like, not a cinematic platformer, but cinematic platformer style, like, canned animations for when you were doing platforms and stuff in that game Mm -hmm. this game is just a disaster (laughs) the the title of our episode on on rascal is he might be a car (laughs) and it's because of the way rascal himself the rascal kid the Mm -hmm. bubble gun kid yeah controls is like he has an unusual like speed momentum gain when you move 
and he has tank control. So he does operate like a video game car does. Yeah, yeah. It almost makes the game easier to play if you think of him like that. That's true. If they had swapped him out for a car, this would have been a, a funnier game. <laughs> yeah. He has like a turning radius like a car does. Yeah. That's like one of the harder things. Like you kind of almost like you don't drift like a uh, croc <laughs> does. Like literally, if you go around a turn, he'll like swing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't do that quite, but there is like a weird like turning like a car kind of yeah because we've been describing them as tank controls which is more or less like the closest that we can get to describing them but they aren't truly tank controls because in a tank controlled game when you stop holding the forward button you stop moving completely Mm -hmm. and so when you turn right or left you rotate in place in rascal if you stop holding the forward button and then press right, he doesn't stop and turn right. He starts moving in an arc yeah. because he has this momentum that has to slow down. Uh, and if he had wheels, it would make sense <laughs> physically. But he doesn't. He has legs and feet that walk, amble along in this confused, like, half-dead Frankenstein stagger that he does in order to sort of, like, get to his location that he ends at. Uh, And it's very weird to see. Uh, Watching someone play Rascal, who is competent (laughs) at Rascal, is like watching a lunatic play a different game. You're like, there must be something you can do to make this look like a video game but there just isn't (laughs) you just move at random never stop or slow down and the camera cannot focus on anything (laughs) yeah you have to like readjust constantly for like what you're doing Mm. and that can even just be to look in a certain direction yep look and even trying to get it to look in a certain direction is not a guarantee you hope the camera will pan in the direction you want it to, but it does not necessarily do that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Rascal was designed by the Jim Henson, Jim Henson Creature <laughs> Company. Yeah. Uh, which is something that is just even like is extra funny about the game is that the Jim Henson logo comes up at the beginning. <laughs> um, and I don't know if you rewatched the opening cinematic for this. It is glorious because, uh, like, it is the Jim Henson logo, and then there's just like this, <laughs> like, pre-Toy Story, like, bad 3D model of a character. <laughs> yep. Like, his in-game model looks like okay, but like in this like cinematic, like, it just looks so bad, and it's like it's hysterical. You're talking about the Rascal character, yeah, not Kronos. Okay, yeah, right, yeah, the Rascal himself looks like a melted plastic toy. <laughs> Um, and yeah, it's just really funny, um, that they put that logo front and center, but like nothing in the game really looks like anything designed by the Jim Henson company, Yeah, (laughs) except for maybe the villain. Cronon is like the one cool design in the game. (laughs) I know that we, uh, brought this up specifically on the original Rascal episode that like, uh, I, that that Cronon looks like he might have been designed by someone outside of the rest of the game, but I don't remember if there was a f- if we factually checked that. Yeah, 
or I don't if think that was we a did guess. either. Yeah. It it feels like a safe guess. Yeah. But we can't confirm. Uh I know they also did design Rascal or the Bubblegun Kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> whatever you want to call him. But that's the most to me, that's the most surprising one because Rascal himself is nothing. Rascal <laughs> is a is a kid who may or may not be wearing leather pants. Uh and sneakers and a shirt with a logo on it. And he has those, like, the Squirtle Squad mm-hmm. angled shades. Yeah. And that's his whole design. Like, he's not... It's not, like, an original... It is an original character, <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. But it is not an original character in the way that fucking Gonzo is, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like they gave it to, like, an intern. They were like... It just feels like a like stock... Uh, generic 90s kid yeah. number like 3B. <laughs> we talked about this actually on the Ape Escape episode that Spike mm. did not meet the like <laughs> mascot ability of other platformer protagonists at the time. And like we said, that's probably why Ape Escape hasn't had as much of a lasting impact as other mascot platformers like Crash and Spyro did on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And Rascal is like that minus <laughs> the good game. And and so he was really <laughs> left out in the cold. But like I can't imagine, even as a kid, and I say this lying because I'm sure that as a kid I, I would have latched on to whatever you put in front of me, uh-huh. like a baby bird. But it, like looking at Rascal being like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love rascal yeah so um our friend dan who was on the original episode had this game as a kid and dan is my cousin Mm -hmm. um and so i remember going to his house as a kid and playing this game and it seeming like the coolest game ever Uh like i remember thinking it was like i remember it seeming like it was really mysterious and interesting and like I remember it seeming like as cool as like Mario sixty four to me, right? Uh, so I, I can attest to that. Like a kid at the time, I thought it was cool. I don't know that I particularly had any thoughts on <laughs> the main character or not, but I, I think it did its job for the time well enough. Yeah, I and not only that, but I will say this is the positive rascal traits segment of the rascal podcast uh the look of rascal not of rascal himself of the game like the visual design well the design is a mess but yeah it's not like consistent at all no but the graphics don't look as bad as i remember them I actually think that they're probably the best part of the game in terms of, like, technical quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's maybe because I, I know last time we played this on a PlayStation 2, and this time we played it on a uh, on a PlayStation 1, like, maybe the original hardware in some way. Maybe the TV was mm-hmm. just a little bit brighter. But, like, they, it looked like not complete shit like I thought <laughs> it was going to, uh, coming back to it. So... You know, there is that. Yeah, no, it does look uh, pretty good for a PlayStation 1 game. Yeah. I will say, Cronon, we talked about uh, the opening cutscene and how Rascal looks like a melted action figure. Mm-hmm. Cronon doesn't look as bad, though he does look very funny. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, his head looks like is hourglass shaped. <laughs> and like the texture wrapping wrapping around the hourglass shape is very funny. It sure is. Uh it, it almost kind of gives me like end cortex from like Crash Bandicoot vibes. He's kind of like a cortex mixed with a mega mind. There's a character actually in Crash 3 called like entropy i think nice uh who's like a time lord who's kind of similar maybe they ripped off rascal oh my god <laughs> when did crash 3 come out uh, after this for sure okay <laughs> uh rascal a secret pioneer <laughs> of crash bandicoot maybe crash is a car Car crash? Crash team racing? I'm putting the pieces together. Mm-hmm. I've got the conspiracy <laughs> board up. Uh, but yeah, Chronon, Chronos, Chronon? Pretty sure it's Chronon. Chromagnon? Yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah, probably. Uh, he <laughs> uh, he doesn't look super bad in the cutscene because he is a cartoon villain that is that looks like a cartoon villain. In game, he does kind of just look like a, a like a blob, like a tall blob. <laughs> yeah, uh, and his boss fights are maybe one of the dumbest things <laughs> in the game uh, because he it, it's kind of like a Bowser situation where they do the same thing for each fight, but there's just like an added wrinkle each time. Uh, but you do just run around him. Uh, all, just in all cases, which makes it impossible to look at him <laughs> because the camera follows closely behind Rascal, the kid, and as you run around, you might catch a glimpse of him while you wait for his projectile volley to be over and get a couple of shots in. So the graphic quality really only goes so far and it feels like the other problems with the game are almost there to compensate in ways where it's like well he doesn't look very good so let's just make it so that you never get to look at him during the boss fight yeah at least that boss fight though feels like it has like a pattern to learn and like you understand it as a boss fight yeah or as all the other boss fights in the game seem like they're buggy and don't work yeah i uh we discussed maybe doing this for the podcast when it came out and i think i said like nah it's not really worth it Mm -hmm. uh if you look at the tables we already have dreams on our list Mm -hmm. uh but i played nintendo's version of dreams which is called game builder garage and it all the other bosses in the game really feel like (laughs) game builder garage bosses like they have uh, they were like, we have a model of a dragon. And so they put a, a thing that emanates fire in front of it. And occasionally it would rotate. And then they were like, there we go, dragon mini boss in the first level. And then later they were like, well, we still have that dragon model. Let's use it again for the final boss rush uh, mm-hmm. thing. we'll make him move this time. Yeah, <laughs> he actually moves around. It really feels like just uh, whatever they had laying around kind of boss fights mm-hmm. game. Yeah, and they, they put the, the dragon in the first level as like a boss or mini boss encounter. But yeah, as he just sits there in the middle of the room. He's not hard to kill, but you don't get anything for killing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it does kind of feel like they wanted to have bosses in all the levels, um, but ended up cutting that and then just saving them for the end. 
boss rush for whatever reason. Yeah, you never really encounter other bosses just out and about. No. I think the movie studio level, I think, has, like, an event sort of thing. Isn't there, like, a part with a, like, a, is there, like a UFO or some shit? Maybe. I kind of don't remember that, but <laughs> there was something there. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, everything else follows a more standard a, a bad standard platforming game style <laughs> of level design, but I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so yeah, it does. It a lot of the things in this game feels like uh, incomplete ideas, and from the sound of it, and like I hate to be super fair to Rascal <laughs> because Rascal is a stupid bad game that you shouldn't play, uh, but. It is a game that definitely got completely fucked over by the system, essentially. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, rise against (laughs) (laughs) hierarchies. Don't let the publisher tell you to make your game play like fucking Lara Croft. (laughs) They really wanted to put boobs on the 10-year-old boy. (laughs) Rascal. To sell more copies, but... Yeah, PlayStation 1 boobs, too. <laughs> They're not even worth putting on things. Uh, do you know why I hate all the levels in Rascal? I, I could make a few guesses, but... Uh, do you go for it? <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you can just say. Uh, there's a a trend. This game has is part of two different trends in, in platformer design that were popular at the time. And both of them are bad and have been abandoned pretty much since. Uh, but this is extra egregious because of the control and uh, and camera issues that I discussed before. Uh, and that is, the game has lives, uh, and it kicks you to the main menu when you run out of lives. Uh, there aren't checkpoints in the game. and If you have a memory card, you can't save. Yeah, you can can save. When it boots you back to the main menu, you can just go load. Right. But it's still, like, it's a very harsh punishment for dying. Because some of the levels are incredibly long, and the reason they're long is because of the other trend that existed at the time, which was just make your players collect a bunch of thing. In this case, it is pieces of an hourglass. I think you have to collect six of them. In every single fucking level. Mm-hmm. And you have to get the three keys. You have to get the three keys, which is a prerequisite for collecting the the hourglass pieces, uh, which are mostly in enemies, but sometimes they're just, like, around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a way to stretch your content, because if you just have an, an, uh, an entrance and an exit, the player can kind of skip stuff that you worked on. Uh, and so you can make your game feel longer by making them check every single room to look for these items. Uh, but what it does in practice is because Rascal itself is such a bad game to play and losing in Rascal sucks so hard. You then have this push and pull situation where it's like maybe you should have just let the levels be shorter and have the the hourglass pieces as collectibles Maybe the keys are the only bar, something like that. Because what every level feels like an enormous pain in the ass to get through. Uh, yeah, I think the hourglass pieces are fine. Like, I think like in like a three D platformer, like wanting to like have a more 
go explore in, you know, around the levels, kind of more open kind of thing going on is 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 fine. I think it's the keys that I don't like. Like it cuz those just gate different parts of the levels. Right. And that doesn't seem like it accomplishes anything. <laughs> uh I feel like you could accomplish the same thing with either of them, right? Like yeah. either you have to collect all of the the hourglass pieces or you have to collect all the keys. And to me, the keys would be less egregious because there's fewer of them. Sure. I guess if they designed it with that in mind and they still wanted to stretch the length of the game out as much as they possibly could, they would just be ten keys and it would be misery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but at least then, each key expands the amount of space that you have. Yeah. So it's actually easier to find them at the beginning. You have a smaller area to... to search for then once you find the key you move on there's another area to search in mm-hmm. hourglass piece could be fucking anywhere yeah and he's like oh yeah go back to the dungeon i <laughs> uh, kill the dragon obviously to to get the hourglass piece no <laughs> he doesn't have one the, the, the chainmail knight with sunglasses does though <laughs> yeah yeah it's like i feel like if they they didn't have the keys or yeah if they just had like one collectible you could it would like make for like you wouldn't have to add those extra areas you could focus on like a smaller area and like place your collectibles like more you know in like a more designed way yeah more yeah. do do like the skate letters yeah. find a line yeah it's so. like it's trying to do two different things it is with the gating and also open exploration like you got to pick a lane rasco needed to pick a lane so badly <laughs> uh and not just because he's a car yeah and it, it is illegal for him to drive in two lanes yeah uh but yeah because it's just spread out all over the fucking place because the other problem with the game is that it just has infinitely respawning enemies that ha- that just have no rules mm-hmm. they have a bunch of fucking anarchist uh enemies that spawn in wherever they fucking feel like uh, whenever they feel like. God, yeah. I, I can't believe those didn't get cut when they changed the controls. Because, <laughs> no. like, having the infinitely spawning enemies is such a big problem when the camera's never pointing where you want. Yep. And you just get hit by stuff that you didn't see. <laughs> they almost always spawn off screen unless you're, like, standing in the corner of the room looking out at the whole thing. Yeah, and sometimes they spawn underneath of you. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. It is weird. <laughs> it seems like that would have been the easiest problem to fix. Yeah. Uh, but they will just spawn. You could be like mid jump. And like Rascal doesn't jump on stuff like Mario, but he does ground pound on stuff like Mario. Mm-hmm. So you have to like, if something spawns underneath of you, you have to react with the ground pound immediately or else you're just taking damage. Precious damage that if you take enough of it might send you all the way back to the fucking main menu to load your game again. Uh, so it did feel bad to play in even more ways than we originally thought. <laughs> yeah, it's also, like, inconsistent, too, like, with... Um, I think you, like, briefly touched on it with the uh, with, uh, collectibles. It's, like, sometimes they're in enemies, sometimes they're, like in a place you have to platform up to mm. sometimes they're randomly in a sparkling statue that you have to shoot 
Uh, like, there's no consistency, which also, like, adds to the, like, the cumbersomeness of the game. Yeah, just confusion overall, really. Yeah. To call back to the original episode, you have to determine what is uh, water that will transport <laughs> you to a new area or a pool of deadly, deadly water yeah. that will kill you uh, instantly. Well, yeah, like the inconsistencies. Yeah. Uh, like in the Atlantis level, there's like a pit of water that I ran by many times before I was like, well, they put a bubblegum power-up over the center of it. That probably means I can jump in. Right. But you can't be sure. <laughs> so you just have to kind of take a leap of faith. And, and before that, there's a room... Where you jump across moving platforms Mm -hmm. over just regular water, not lava, not poison, just water. And if you fall into it, you just die. Yeah. Like, it's the signaling is terrible. And if you're going to be a pedant about it, here is the, the, the thing. The water that kills you will have a shark in it. Mm. The water that doesn't kill you had a power up above it, and but the water before that that you platform <laughs> up also hurts you, but doesn't kill you. It's like just regular damage. That one is a waterfall, so I guess it's like moving water. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure that even if you're standing somewhere that isn't in the waterfall, you still take damage. So basically, get your shit together. <laughs> water can't be three different things. That's way too much. Uh, also, bubblegun power up. Uh, I don't. I to this. I've played through this game <laughs> zero times, but I've played it <laughs> at least two times mm-hmm. in my life, and have no idea how the gun works. Like, what does the ammo do? I assume it makes the shots more powerful, but running out doesn't stop you from shooting them. It's it's range, I think. It's range. Uh, yeah, I think like the like um the red we give it all fill all the way up is red. Those uh-huh. bubbles go the farthest and then they go to a point where they become green. Those goes less far and then all like down low it's they're blue and those go the shortest. Okay. I only know this because Dan says it on the original episode. <laughs> yeah, I, that is not information that I was able to retain or yeah. develop on my own from <laughs> my experience playing the game. Yeah, like um, there's this walkthrough. Um, that's, it's like an infamous walkthrough an, an, for us at this yes, point. An infamous walkthrough for Rascal. Um, that I think it's just on IGN. Or like game facts or something like that, um, and it's it's written really funny uh, in a way. Like uh, I think it was described as like either by a child or by someone who or English isn't their first language. Sure. Um, and I think that guy, aside from anybody who worked on the game, has to be like the leading authority on Rascal. <laughs> But then I feel like Steven and Dan are up there for, like, people in the world that know the most about this game. I mean, that's almost assuredly Yeah, true. I'm prone to hyperbole, but, like, that might be a true statement. <laughs> I do I have to say, that guide that is, like, 
First of all, I'm like 100% sure that it was written by a child. And I know this because he says this level is fun when he talks about some levels. Mm-hmm. And only a small child could <laughs> could think that. Um, but also, it would have been written uh, sometime around 1998 when the game was 2003, released. I think. Is when the guide came out? Yeah. I mean, he was re- he was really writing that guide for no one. He yeah, he mentions it that like he got to the Atlantis level and found it so difficult that he just put the game down for like 5 years or whatever. <laughs> I mean, the Atlantis level is pretty hard. It is. It's and the thinking man's level. It is the thinking man's level as the guide describes it. Yeah. Uh, I see I feel like it has to not be a kid. But I think I just always underestimate the writing abilities of kids because I feel like I couldn't. It would have taken all of my efforts to not finish writing a game walkthrough as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is. But I mean, there's just different types of people. But, it's true. Yeah, because yeah, I read a lot of guides when I was a kid on Game Facts and. I don't know how many of those were written by kids versus adults. We'll say it was probably a teen. Yeah. At, or at least like a a young adult because like they wrote it. a 13-year-old. Right. Because they said they put the game down for five years. So there's age even there. Mm-hmm. My point, though, my grander point is that that person is in their 30s now. Minimum. Yeah. Could be in their 40s. I don't know. And if somehow... <laughs> You ever hear any of this, you should be so fucking proud of that guide. <laughs> like, it is it is something that if I had written, I would be parading around. Like, <laughs> look at this hysterical guide for Rascal. Because not only is it funny, mm-hmm. and we quote it constantly. <laughs> Take out the reptile, first, first of, of all. He'll <laughs> uh, tan you a new head. <laughs> But it also is just good, relevant information about the video game Rascal. Like, it's a good guide that tells you where things are yeah. and gives you strategy tips. <laughs> and But it has, like, weird little tangents and comments. Yeah. So it, it is really, like, that is if that's the takeaway, Rascal, do not recommend. <laughs> Andy, would you recommend Rascal? I actually would. God damn. All right. Like, she- uh... <laughs> In a the room kind of way. Okay. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll I get guess. we'll get That's to it. That's more final thoughts. But anyway, I mean, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> the, hey, would you recommend the Game Facts guide to Rascal? Yes. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Um, Insert Drake meme. Oh like, yeah, Rascal. <laughs> Rascal guide. Yeah. Uh, love that guide. It's super good. Yeah. Uh, we should get it printed out. <laughs> And bound in leather. Uh, that seems. With I mean, it's definitely something that can uh, happen. Uh, like imprinted in the leather on the front. That would be a good idea. <laughs> that we will do. And nobody listening to this will know the wiser. Um, <laughs> on the subject of things that we talked about on the previous uh, uh, Rascal episode, uh, it is. Still funny to me that they specifically call out in this game's narrative that Rascal's dad works for NATO. <laughs> like, I assume that they did it as, like, a way to sort of... They wanted to give him, like, an important job, mm-hmm. which is why he's being targeted by Cronon 
and why his kid has to do all this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do also want to say that when we did that episode originally, I said that NATO was a treaty organization instead of a trade organization, which has brought me <laughs> and all future generations of mine great shame. So I would like to rectify that now. Uh, I believe I did know that at the time and misspoke, uh, but it's been haunting me for for seven years. Your ancestors can now rest in peace once again. <laughs> they were getting restless, <laughs> so I am kind of glad we did this episode. Okay, glad we could we could uh, <laughs> put that one straight. Uh, it does kind of feel like they wanted him to be like a government scientist, mm-hmm. but it was the '90s where like there weren't any like wars or anything happening. So like I don't know, like what's going on now? <laughs> uh, I guess he works for NATO. He's gonna work for NATO. I guess I don't know. People sort of know what that is. People have such a baseline understanding of its existence that it works as something that they probably won't think too much about. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, is still funny though, in in even in <laughs> retrospect. Uh, do you want to talk about music for one second? Yeah. Castle Pass. It's the Castle Pass is the first level of this game, and its theme is a is a certified banger. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> the the theme that plays in the in the house is funny in how understated it is, and I have zero recollection of any other song that plays in the game. Yeah, I think it's all just like fine music. Uh, but yeah, Castle Castle Pass is the real banger. Uh, all the real G's know Castle <laughs> Pass. Um, but yeah, yeah. The rest of it's just like serviceable of the time music. Yeah, but man, that ca- Castle Pass really <laughs> knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I mean, this game might as well just be Castle Pass. Yeah, uh, like the map is also pretty iconic <laughs> for uh, us. Anyway. For us, <laughs> it's like a drawn out, like three D conceptualized <laughs> map. The way that no one would be able to do. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, like the whole, like, Metroid Prime style kind of map is what it's trying to be, but, like, as a sketch by a child. Metroid Prime, another game that ripped off Rascal. <laughs> Metroid Prime, Crash Bandicoot 3, where will the list end? It's, like, trying to, like, represent, like, the grain silo <laughs> and how there's, like, platforms that move and, like, you can move. Like, none of it is at all interpretable at a glance yeah i still have a strong memory of playing this game the first time and being like i don't know where we're going and and pausing the game and seeing that there was a map and then opening it and realizing just how (laughs) unhelpful it was and then also the photorealistic pencil Mm -hmm. in the bottom corner that uh i insisted was incorporated into the episode art uh Potentially my greatest artistic contribution to the podcast <laughs> was making that one suggestion. Uh, yeah, probably. I, yeah, I honestly can't think of a better one. Uh, or a second one. So <laughs> uh, you, you suggested putting the N inside the BB tank on the Death Stranding episode. Oh, shit. I'm killing it with yeah. these. 
with these two suggestions in 250 different episodes. Uh, but yeah, good shit. Uh, Rascal rules. Um, <laughs> Ain't he cool? Ain't he cool? Bubble kid, you rule. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about uh, with Rascal the video game? Um, I don't think so. I think we hit all of the most significant things. Yeah, I would agree. The things that stuck in my memory from the last time. Yeah. I don't know how much... There's not much else to cover. The the game... We didn't mention this. The villain, Cronon, controls time. Can, <laughs> fucking... Can you believe it? Yeah. And you go through different levels that are themed around eras and places. Um... And the thing that makes that interesting is nothing, because every game did this at the time. Uh, there was, ab- I guess, giving you a reason for why it was happening is the most unique thing about it. Because yeah. sometimes they just be like, dinosaurs here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Rascal, at least, is like, you're in the dinosaur part of the game, so you better be prepared for that. Uh, and... That's all. <laughs> and it is like hard to tell that you're even time traveling, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just like, in different rooms. Yeah, it's like set up by the story, but it doesn't. It, it's very easy to forget. Slashes doesn't feel like that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like can... Atlantis <laughs> feels more just like a fantastical platformer level and less like a period of time yeah. going to. <laughs> Atlantis famously not a real place. Yeah. And uh, also, like, it's like it's like the level's supposed to be like split into sections, where it's like each level has like a past version, a present version, and a future version. Right. And it's like hard to tell what any of that is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot it... of the time. <laughs> like, especially because so many of them are set in places that don't like. They don't, there's no established future, right? Like, right. castles are not going to make a big comeback in the future. The Aztecs, famously, again, not around. Yeah, the, the actual, the lumber yard is the, is the present, I think, of the Aztec level. Right. And it's, it's, it, I mean, uh, you can look back at, uh, what was that game? Eternal Darkness did this as well. Mm. But at least in Eternal Darkness, they called out when you were going back to the same places. This kind of does, but not in a way that's readable or recognizable. Yeah. I would not have guessed Lumberyard was the present <laughs> of Aztec. At least not, you know, at first glance. Yeah, it's some biting commentary. Oh, yeah, man. Because we're deforesting. It makes sense. You know, Rascal actually has a pretty good environmental (laughs) message. I'll give it that. Uh, Oh, yeah. Also, there's these, like, weird skateboarding slalom sections where that are just blind, random guessing. Mm -hmm. It's like, we want those Mario slide levels, but make them bad, please. (laughs) Make them no good. Do we have feces thoughts? (laughs) Past, present, and feces thoughts. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that one. Do do we have past, present, and future thoughts? Uh, my past, present, and future thoughts are uh, 
this game is bad. <laughs> um, but it does hold like a interesting, like nostalgic place for me, given that it's like a game that I had limited access to as a kid and therefore seemed mysterious and cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then playing it as an adult you know, several years ago and it just being really funny to find out that it was supposedly the worst game for the PlayStation (laughs) one. Um, So like in the experience of like doing this for the podcast, like I kind of had like a blast with the game. Uh, (laughs) uh, We played it together. We just like put in a cheat code to just play all the levels, just warp to them. Yeah. Uh, and I went over to Dan and Steven's house and they watched them actually play the game. <laughs> and, uh, and I compared it uh, earlier to like the room uh, or like a, like a bad B movie version of a video game. And it, I don't think it's going to have that effect for everybody, but it really does have that effect for me where anytime we boot up this game, it's making me laugh. Like everything about it's like terrible and fighting you and it's just all funny to me. Like, I don't know. There's like a, some kind of charm to it and some kind of like, I don't know if like I'm giving it too much credit just cause I like it for nostalgic reasons. But like, I feel like there's like some passion in there. Like they had ideas and they wanted to make a game and it just all fell through and like I feel like I can kind of feel that in the game, and that gives it a kind of charm to me. Uh, but uh, maybe I'm just blowing it out my ass. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I've enjoyed my time with this game, despite how bad it is. So um, if it sounds funny to you, it costs one cent to buy it. <laughs> I don't know. Inflation yeah. and all. <laughs> Three, four cents now. Um, so I think it's it's a fun like game to play if you want to play a bad game, if that sounds funny to you. Um, but make no mistake, it is pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, it, it's funny because like I, I think about this game not nostalgically in the sense that it was something I played as a kid. I had never heard of it. Um, but nostalgically in tune with the podcast like i remember being asked on our discord once uh what our least favorite game that we had talked about and then like parenthetical obviously excluding rascal like (laughs) rascal has set itself up because it came so early in the podcast as a game that we made fun of like an old bad game that we did early on, and it was something that we could constantly refer back to, which you can't do with a game that isn't remarkable. Um, so when I say that that Rascal is remarkable, I'm <laughs> I may be using deceptive language, but I am not lying. Uh, I agree with what you said. Basically, I think that Rascal is a good game to go to. If you're trying to find that so bad it's good kind of game, because it is still like, like you said, there is a cheat code that lets you just go to other levels. You don't have to labor away at Castle Pass (laughs) for hours to figure out how to get through it. Um, It has this amazing companion piece in the form of this random game facts uh, walkthrough that is incredible. 
And just like all these, there are all these factors that make me very warm toward Rascal, despite the fact that the game itself is poo-poo ass fresh, <laughs> uh, that I don't like very much. <laughs> uh, it's definitely not one that you want to play by yourself for, for, for giggles. But if you're in a group of people that this is your jam for some reason, then Rascal is definitely one of those games. Yeah, like... This might be just age like dating myself, uh, but there's this old YouTube uh, show called Continue, mm-hmm. where like people send them in old games, they play it for a while, and then they say whether or not they would continue playing it. It's the perfect kind of game for that format. <laughs> if you're somebody who's like, I want to just check out some random game uh, that might be funny, it's like perfect for that yeah so andy would you recommend rascal uh if you're if you fit the description i just said then yes me too i recommend (laughs) rascal as well rascal gets two recommendations from the no clip podcast i would continue okay there we go (laughs) thank you for listening to no clip pocket this week what will the die dictate that we're playing next time? We'll get there. <laughs> All right, here it comes. No whammies. Eleven. Eleven? Man, May is weird. <laughs> next time, we're going to be talking about Octodad, Dadliest Catch. Okay, so this is the one pocket game on the list for uh-huh. Mystery May that I'm like, that's the most no clip pocket perfect <laughs> game that we've never done for some reason. It's been on the list for like years. Years. And it's literally. perfect for no clip pocket, but we've just not done it. <laughs> it's actually um, of the ones that are on the pocket list. I think the one that is edged closest, like mm-hmm. we will have put it on there and then like some shit will come out and we'll be like, Oh, we'll just kick that can down the road. Yeah. Oh, it's like a physics-based game, by the way. Yeah, it's like a comedy <laughs> physics game. Yeah, where you're an octopus. Yes. Anyway. In a suit. In a suit. <laughs> uh, until that time, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com uh, or on splattershot.pro. There you can find links to our Twitter account, our Discord, where you can give us suggestions for games to play. Um, you can find our YouTube channel uh, and all of our old episodes, uh, including episode on Rascal. Uh, we just did an epilogue episode similar to this on Shadow of the Colossus. Game's also pretty similar, so that works out well. Uh <laughs> Uh, you can listen to us b- be dumbfounded by other games that we think have some questionable quality, such as Space Station Silicon Valley or uh, No More Heroes uh, on those episodes, if you would like. Or Diddy Kong Racing. Or Diddy Kong Racing, if you want the hottest takes <laughs> this side of the fucking sun. Smash the like button. Like and comment and subscribe right now. It came from Castle Past.